Hello, welcome to Nollywood Film Club podcast. Uh, I am your host, Mr. C of Eroka Critic. Uh, we have a fun conversation for you today. Um, there are some nice things to look out for that I'm going to be saying from now on going henceforth. Therefore, uh, one is uh, actually a special shout out to Elizabeth um, uh, for providing some much... Um, um, appreciated Yoruba law to um to 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 the film we discussed today. Um, uh, we also look out for a discussion about the problem with some of the morality of of this of this particular film. Um, if you want to skip through, you know the drill. Uh, look in the descriptions for the timestamps for either the good, the bad, or the summary and. Uh, I can't break it any. I can, but I'm not going to break it down any further for you than that. That's 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 enough. If I'm going to be honest, um, what else? Uh, one correction. I think I at least imply Collision Course is a Netflix original. Uh, towards the end, it is not. Um, it premieres. I think this was the first one and um i was mistaken i'm not sure if i did call it that or by i think i implied it but just so you don't get confused um um and then i think uh also towards the end of this if you stick to us the end i'm announcing the next sort of thing we talk about to be um um a conversation about with the ras guy writer uh, co-writer anyway that was a very very fun conversation oh my goodness it was nice to sit down with somebody who is a writer who wrote a film and just to see like what essentially didn't make on screen and talk about some of the issues we had and we're very candid and shout out to him he was very i don't know why i'm doing an intro for a different podcast but anyway if you want to listen to that 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 will not be the next episode <laughs> It won't. Um, that's uh, because this is an Hollywood Film Club podcast, and I'm just getting through the um, the movies we talk about uh, as a film club. But that that podcast that that will drop at some point as a bonus. Um, just thought to let you know. Um, I won't waste your time anymore. Um, this is a really fun conversation. There's some disagreements towards the end. Um, especially with 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 the end uh, stuff, but I really do hope you enjoy Nollywood Film Club discussing the King of Thieves, or is it King of Thieves? Is one of them. But um, do you want to start with um, some of the things? Oh, with some of the things you liked, um, Kamzi, I see that you better come up and speak your mind. <laughs> Okay, so I guess I'm starting this today's mm-hmm. like okay, so um it's been a while I've watched um epic Yoruba movies because I mean they, I don't I don't I can't remember any being done in the last decade. I, or maybe I missed it. But it used to be a popular thing in the past, I mean at least when I was growing up. So um it was one, it was fun to see one at the cinemas. So <laughs> that should count as something that I like, number one. Um, number two, I'll, um, I'll also say that I've missed the use of language 
So this may resonate with people who are not Yoruba speaking, but I think that's one thing that is very that that used to make this sort of movies popular in the past because one it was actually the first sort of movies that Yoruba people started making when they shifted from um, theater to to film and when they were shifting they also shifted with the use of language so anyone who does not understand Yoruba won't get the the poetry so most times um, most of those things that the incantation that you hear they are rather similar to poetry it's like a word 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 play although they're incantation but the the reason why they usually add them when they when when Duroladipo was very popular on stage or when it was because of the poetry aspects. That's what that's one we used then. That's one of the things they used in elevating stage, theater and Nippon entertainment. So I was I was very impressed to see all of that. Because if you see the thing between there was that scene between the King of Thieves himself and the king, that particular scene was some sort of dance between the two of them. I mean, I don't know if the directing eventually portrayed, but that's what I thought. It was some sort of dance. It was, you know, it was just a lot. It was just back and forth, back and forth. But if you don't understand Yoruba, it will be, it will be lost. And I don't know if anybody got that part. So I really enjoyed that. We did that a couple of times with the witches, with the, um, with the queen, who was also a witch and couldn't defend uh, her home and her husband's throne. Um, what else did I like? I like the how I mean, it was refreshing to see the costuming again. Um, so for me, let's just say that I like the I, I like the world building. I like the costume. I like the music. I love the poetry from the incantation. Um, they had really strong performances. Um, not even from the no. Well, the King of Thieves, uh, the he didn't do so bad himself. That's for me, Adibayo. But I'd like to mention Itele that the the friend, the one who acted as the friend, that was really strong performance for from him. Um, I, I've not seen him in that kind of role before because if I watch him in Yoruba movie, he was always acting some some strippy role. Um, then Ibrahim Shota always Shota rather is well is always on point with his acting. That um. Ogun, but the, the I think yeah the grandson of the king of thieves. Um, also, uh, Abraham's acting for, for some reason I really like that here because usually I f I find her to be too much when she's acting in her comic comic relief roles, but here though it, you know she was tempered, it was measured, and you know she really pulled off the um concerned queen um, even even i don't like this character um acting here too was quite um tempered so this will be a testament to the directors i think was directed by like two two guys so i think that was also was something i like some of the shots especially the ones at night um yeah, some of the ones did done at night, rather. I liked some of them. What else do I like here? I thought the story was... Uh, it had promise, 
uh, but we'll get we'll get to that in things we don't we didn't like. But that's it for me. Thank you. All right, no, thank you, Elizabeth. Uh, with uh, some of the deep, deep uh, Yoruba law, um, yeah, but uh, yeah, no, I don't, I don't disagree with a, a lot of that. Um, Fida, do you want to uh, tell us some of the things you enjoyed about King of Thieves? Yes, please. Um, so I wrote a couple of things down. The first thing for me was the opening scene with Shegu and Rimze when he started the narration at the gallery. I like those kind of movies where you know you're going to another world where you start off in the ordinary world and then somebody narrates that and takes you into the story. So they already had me from that. Now, in early on in the beginning, the king, Udunade, has um, a dream where he sees the king of thieves and that scene i thought was so intense especially as it was an opening scene as well where they were holding each other and shouting and you know making incantations i was like wow and the music for every scene i feel like the soundtrack really was pulsating it was building up emotion and honestly like it goes to show how music also accompanies storytelling and music can tell stories by itself but when accompanied with visual imagery really um, create something profound so yeah um, there were other intense scenes like when um, the people in the village were praying to Shongo and then the king of things was praying to Shongo I was so confused I was so torn I couldn't understand what was going on you know there was so much to think about like where is this story going how is it that this guy is not able to be conquered what's the storyline so I didn't see things coming but I really enjoyed watching it and watching it flow so another thing that stood out to me was um the traditional and spiritual aspect because I consider myself a traditional and spiritual Yoruba woman so I enjoyed that storytelling around tradition and spirituality I thought it was important to see the existing relationship between humans and the spirit world back in the day and how it was easy to relate and easy to like get things done when there were certain things that were a problem so I really love that I'm, I'm I love the fact that you know, it was Yoruba. I was listening to my language again, but you were hearing the difference um, in accordance to the times and it was just beautiful. The last thing for me was set design and costuming. I really liked that. I liked some certain sets more than others and I just felt like it was quite detailed with the costuming as well. And yeah, overall, I enjoyed watching it. Thank you. Oh, thanks, Fida. Uh, those, those are yeah, good points. I really did like uh, a lot of the score. Um, it's it's rare that Nollywood does a score that sticks with me after. But yeah, this one, this one really, this one really, I can still remember remember um, like sort of the the main theme of of um, Prince of Thieves. But yeah, thanks thanks for all that. Um, Inka, uh, do you want to tell us some of the things you enjoyed? Oh me? Yes. Yeah. Oh okay. Oh yeah. Um so first of all, I kind of enjoy the idea of the story. Um yeah, there's some things that like I I I thought there were better way of writing the story that could like better express some of the things I wanted to express. But I still think this was okay enough. Um yeah, the set designs, the art design, just it's just wonderful, like you know. Um I also, I really do enjoy, I don't necessarily, like, I can't necessarily tell what time period we're in to be, to be with the costumes. I just know we're in the past. 
like before like colonialism i just know that but i can't necessarily tell what aspects of the time period is and there's no that's not a knock on this movie but i just like the fact that in fact they did pay more attention to costume design right they paid a, they paid a lot of attention to that and i like the fact like whenever people do do um like back in the time before colonialism right i i um people sometimes i nigerian 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 nollywood type tend to make things up which is okay it's like i don't mind that one um the only time i mind it was in foreigners gold because it was absolutely it was absolutely shit but um i don't mind it because it's still it's still it's still rooted in something reality and i do like this i love the costumes everything was beautiful i love the spirituality that they put i love the world building it was really nice um some of the shots were lovely even the editing like the editing for this movie for moving from scene to scene was not choppy it was not choppy it wasn't it wasn't crazy like it it actually flowed it actually flowed the some the the scene it seemed and i and that's amazing there were some very good shots that it did like um moving the scene f- from like um what's it called the scene right after the coronation and after the whole coronation has finished and everybody has has performed and it was moving and the camera moved to the tree and it just swiped into the place of uh, right after the coronation and we have these two royal members of the family going on a trip and like we could see that they're about to be attacked you know that scene transition was beautiful even the scene transition in like um when they told the king about the king of thieves was like what is his name king and then they tell him um the king of thieves and it, we immediately we transition into his his dream and like um adebayo me adebayo said adebayo adebayo right the, the the actor just answers yes this is me and then goes into the poetry of of it and that's another thing like this movie is very very poetic it's very very poetic and like it could be like the acting and it it took a lot like it takes a lot to speak that type of yoga right i speak yoga but my yoga in in that type if they had given me this rule i'll be like are you out of your mind you know it's kind of like shakespearean acting i or the shakespeare was made for the common people but like it's kind of like what we think shakespearean acting is but actual actual shakespearean acting because this is actually this way of speaking is tonal it's 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 wonderful it's it it has to be written and i went to go check with the behind the scenes of it, of it and it's like you could see the work and the and uh, the work that they put into this they put actual work into it and it shows it shows it shows everywhere and yeah there's so many things i love the acting um there's one specific scene i want to um call out after the whirlwind right and the chiefs um he kills the chief's children right you could see the pain on the chief's on the chief's face like that is a, like that is amazing acting there's only one other time i've ever seen like something that amazing like and it's on, it was this on on one korean drama um signal the actress what she did at that one scene was just amazing but you could see the pain the old soul pain so 
all the almost all the performances were just amazing. They were just they were good. They they served their role. But there were some there were some scenes in some places where it just it just went above and beyond in the acting, and it's just it's amazing. It, it's it's wonderful. Like I I I really really like this movie. It was it was good to see. It was it was also it had also one of the other things I want to say about the cinema language in this movie was a cinema language that even though yes it comes from you could see very much american inspiration from it or like the way cameras move but whatever that's just common cinema language but like the cinema the way the cinema is done the way the story is done you could see that it's very very rooted within nollywood and especially even within yoruba yoruba theatrical traditions right and I loved to see that. I love to see that. We should not only, we should also form our own types of cinema languages in Nigeria. There should be, we should be proud of that. It's just, we should be proud of that. We shouldn't necessarily always, always copy like, even like, I know, like if you give me a Korean something and a Chinese something, despite the language, I can tell that without, if you remove the language, right? I can sometimes tell what cinema something, um, now is um language that is used in a country in a country than it is used in these other regions of the world and i think nollywood needs to do more of its own cinema languages like from the past and everything and just enjoy it and relish in it and not be not be ashamed of it and it's just such a wonderful movie and i can see why it was the number one movie in nigeria i can see why it is um there's just so many things to praise about this movie. They actually did work in it. You know, it's just some of the things I used to complain about, of like, did you even like check the big mistakes? And there was not necessarily big mistakes here. Yes, maybe the, the, what's it called? The, the, what's it called? Graphics, the computer graphics. Yes. Okay. Whatever. Computer graphics, whatever. At some point, all computer graphics ages. Okay. But like, they still try. It's cool. But this movie, I feel like this movie is really, really good. You can even show it outside of the country. Give, 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 give something with the computer graphics. But it doesn't, like, people don't really sometimes matter that much about co computer graphics. A lot of people watch Chinese dramas, fantasy dramas. And Chinese fantasy dramas, computer graphics are are crazy even like people people watch rrl like one of the some of the computer graphics were not exactly that good so computer graphics is not the thing that is everything but like this movie is is impressive even the fact that it got that many people to even be in it it's still impressive like movie hollywood doesn't even use as many people as much anymore like having tons and tons of extras Hollywood doesn't do that as much anymore. They even just use um, computer graphics. A lot of things that you don't think they as computer graphics in a lot of Hollywood movies actually is a lot of computer graphics. So, because it's cheaper. But, like, it's just, it's amazing to see this movie. I'm just, I'm just blown, blown away by it. Not necessarily because it's the most revolutionary or changed, but because it's, it's a movie compared to all the movies that we've been watching recently, it's a movie that, number one, shows some sort of care. Like, just not some sort of, just care. It is competent. It is, it is steeped within the region that it comes from. It doesn't look down on people. It's not, 
it's not foolish. It gives us characters that we can understand and we can understand not only in our brains, but inside that year. And you could see the work of the cast and the crew on it. And it, you don't even have to go check behind the scenes to see that there was work and done, done and care done yet. So I feel the care of the people that made the movie. I'm done. Sorry, I talked too much. No, you talked just enough. Thank you. Uh, so, Mr. C, sorry, I think it <clears throat> seems to be like a little bit of a space issues for some. Um, well, the only thing I guess we can advise is uh, please try logging out and logging back in again uh, if that works for, for some. Um, <laughs> turn it off and turn it on again. Um, but uh, we'll, we'll keep trying anyway, but if not, I guess the Oh man, it's gonna be difficult without dealing with with a lot of our faith. But please, um, uh, sending your uh, comments using the hashtag Nollywood Film Club, or uh, sending a comment if if you're trying to get, uh, if you can't to join as a speaker. Um, meanwhile, we'll we'll keep oh trying new, or we'll tr- keep trying to figure out a new, new um, new thing to go through it, new method for this to work. Um. Uh, in the absence of that, Mrs. C, uh, did you have um, things you wanted to say that you enjoyed about? Um, so, on a second watch, um, there was an earlier scene that I enjoyed, um, just because I know how the film ended, right? Um, you know when we open with the King of Boys, um, Thieves, sorry, oh, I'm talking about the one I prefer. Um, when we open with the King of Thieves riding with his band of thieves, right? And he goes by this bit where there's someone buried with his head out in the sand and he shoots him right and goes off on a second watch knowing you know what happens and knowing how it goes i thought that scene was i really enjoyed that scene like yeah, i get that i like that um also yeah i will agree with i don't know who said the performances were rather strong in this one i will agree i enjoyed tony a lot more in this than i've enjoyed her in some other outings um, I think she's, even when she was being loud and shouting and expressive, I think it worked with the character and the moments. Um, Aladdin Lee as well, um, I enjoyed him in, I, I think he did a good performance as well. Um, I think we've had this issue with typically comedic actors, but, you know, he he's typically a comedic actor and he was able to do a serious role and I think he did it quite well, so I enjoyed that. Um, who else did I enjoy? Uh, it was really a scene that I enjoyed where the hunter was trolling the chiefs. I thought that was, <laughs> I, I liked having that in there. I thought it gave personality to, like, you know, the person. Because you can relate to a troll, that's why. Maybe uh, that, maybe why. that. But, like, I think these things tend to be a little too stiff, right? And they, they have a tendency to be, to be a little too stiff. And having that little bit of someone doing that trolling was just, you know... Yeah, I think that, that added some personality to it. Um, I also liked that I didn't have too much Buddha Uh Basically two minutes and turned down by macaroni and lettuce so that was nice um i enjoy i enjoy an epic i like an epic i i would love more 
epics. I don't know. It feels because we keep saying tell Nigerian stories, and that seems like one of the easiest in quotes easiest ways to tell Nigerian stories. I know it's not technically an easy thing to do. Getting in into the sets and costume and all of that stuff, it's not technically the easiest, but it seems like the thing that gets us the closest to authenticity in telling Nigerian stories. So I do enjoy myself in epic. I think that's about it. Uh, okay. Um, that's that's good. Uh, Cynthia is now uh, with us. Cynthia, do, do you <laughs> tell us all the things you enjoyed you loved so much? Oh, okay. So, um, honestly, on the first watch, I felt it was okay. Like, um, it was a very good display of your back culture. Uh, without a very solid story but I discussed with my friends and I felt maybe I was possessed so <laughs> during the second watch um, for the film club I actually got some things I like and for the dislike it's going to be more questions because yeah some questions were not still answered um, so First of all, I actually like the telling of the story at the museum. Like, I know um, we do a lot of uh, moonlight or tales by moonlight, but um, I liked the way the white woman walked and Shagun was like, um, do you know who this person was? And um, he started telling the story. I also like that he narrated some parts of the story. And that's because um, if he didn't narrate, I would have missed out um, who the god of... I would have missed out um, what Ogun, who Ogun was, okay? I would have had to browse, but during the narration, it was like Ogun, the god of iron, Ocean, the god of fire, lightning, thunder. So, yeah, I tried, like, in, in narrated some parts, okay, because it helped me. Then... Um, for sure, I like the display of Yoruba culture. I like the costume. I like the horses. I like the woven basket, the woven mats, the homes with rusted zinc. Like over the planting, the talking drum, like and the set location. Like um, I, I appreciated um, all the effort they put to show us that um, this is happening in a Yoruba um, location, okay? I also like the use of Yoruba language. And um, I watch a lot of Korean movies and more than 90% of the movies are spoken in Korean. So I was happy when uh, more than 90% of what was going on in this movie was in um, Yoruba language. So I felt like they had a very good display of the Yoruba culture. And um, the only thing that was missing was the food. <laughs> The only thing that was easy to complete it for me was um the food. Maybe someone eat amala, but let's go. Then um another thing I liked here was the shock value. So okay, um if you watch or nowadays or a lot of Nollywood movies, they do have a lot of shock value that are not useful or do not really make any sense. But this movie had some shock value that okay. We as it's it's going to excite you when you watch it in the cinema, and for some reason, I felt it also fits the story. It's also negligible, but 
um, for a start of, and for a good thing, it fits the story. Okay, so like um, when the worshippers of um, Ogun um, did their whole blessing of coronation or doing the process and the man put in the shako with the fire, I mean, is worshipping a god of um, thunder, fire, lightning. So if you are to watch it in the cinema, you'll be excited and the shock value fits um, his role in the movie. Then um, also the masquerade on fire, even though that one was kind of negligible, but um, the shock value was fair. I've seen a lot of Nollywood movies that has shock value and it doesn't just match up. Okay, so I like that. Then um, I also liked um, Toyin Abraham. I liked um, this thing. They had, um, they, they did a familiar symbolism or something that. Um, if you are Nigerian, you would know. So that is when um, the king's wife, Tony Abraham, sleeps and her leg is on the wall. Okay, so this is something that um, a typical Nigerian would be like, um, is she possessed? Is she a witch? So that um, symbolism there, I was like, okay, that is a good thing. Then in terms of acting, um, I had three best. Oh, not really best best, but like three people that I was just following their story because they were the ones that um, caught my attention. And the first person is Ari Yibi. I don't know if anybody has said it, but um, Aisha Lawa, when they introduced her as the pepper, the wife, the one with the bitterness, I felt she owned the role and and she excited me. Okay, And I wanted to follow her story, even though the way they ended her story was not for me. Then I liked um, Oguntade Ibrahim Chata. Okay, so I liked how the wife was hot and it was cold. Okay, so they had good chemistry and I also felt um, a lot of time it communicated with Avenshi Kole uh, Femi Adebayo character. Um, I liked Femi Adebayo acting then. Okay, then I also liked Tony Abraham, which is shocking because in prophetess, I didn't like her. And um, she had this subtle acting that fits the king's wife. And I also felt like every time she met the king, or when she met again Shikole, um, the king of thieves, I now like their acting. So like these three were the people that I was interested in their story. And for honorable mention, maybe Pedro, um, Ibrahim Shatta's mother. Um, I don't know, but when she actually just carried that bow that had um, fire or something during the burial scene, I felt something <laughs> with the way her face was. And um, that's all I have for my life. Okay. I, I will have to say uh, justice for Aribi because. Lucky, she wasn't wrong. I'm sorry if you're giving away what animal was it he gave away. Uh, you must be in bigger home, right? Guinea fowl. Guinea fowl. Hey, guinea fowl. You have an elephant to bring home, definitely. Wow. Okay. Um. All right. Uh. Just, just wanted to say on here if somehow you can hear us or if there's space spasming. <laughs> somehow if there's space spasming, people restarting their phone have. Um, fixed uh, the issue, so please go ahead and and um, and try that if that works for you. Um, I guess from my, I think uh, is it quick? You've got your hand up. 
Oh yeah. Um, I I also wanted to mention one scene, even though the scene where like with the bees, right? Yeah. I kind of I kind of liked it when he when he just opened his mouth and swallowed everything. That was an awesome. Like I was just like, okay, cool. If they had better like graphics, that would be so cool. And that was a that was a that was a pretty lovely scene. I I liked that. I liked a lot of like magical fantasy things that was going on. So I just thought that scene was awesome. Cool. Okay, Zayda, hand up. Is it quick? <laughs> yes. Yeah, sorry, it's quick. Um, another scene that stood out to me was the burial scene where they buried the hunter and then when he came out with powers and started to destroy everybody up and down I didn't see that coming but I love that that happened so that's what I wanted to say okay cool thank you Mr. C right okay I, I guess I'm, I'm going to echo a couple of things here um, first off uh, this, is, this is the good right um, this is the good I, I think it's fair to say every time I've watched it, I've appreciated a couple more things um, about about the film. Um, I think I've kind of watched it three times, not not from start to finish. But um, the other thing is, I would say that's not a good. It's just a uh, PRA is that PSA PSA is that please. Watch it on 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 like a good screen, a screen you trust. I remember I've watched. Yes, I've 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 watched this on three different screens, right? One of them are the only ones I've trusted. I saw in the cinema. I think that might have had the worst picture quality, um, from what I've seen. I think so. In Nigerian cinema, and then I watched it in someone else in a friend's house, and then I watched, which I felt a little. The contrast was too high on there, and then I watched it on my normal this thing, and that felt. That felt normal. That felt good. So um, there's there are a lot of things to actually appreciate about um, King of Thieves. The the sole volume of people dedicated to this. Um, I do Naughty Data stuff. Um, you can review this on Naughty Data. Um, by the way, um, um, it's it's very the the sheer amount of extras that they used in this gave this quite a feeling of yes you're actually in a village and there are a lot of people in it it felt like a village that was being lived in um um there and if i'm going to sort of para or mirror something i said about the cinematic language and our cinematic language is this took me back to something like tales by moonlight uh where you you, sit, you have someone who's narrating a story uh, for you, and it's it's you, you know it's usually, it was usually kids being uh, sat around in a circle, and this one is someone in a museum, which um, yeah, so same thing. But somebody's narrating a story, and then you go into the actual um, story, and I there's there's something that felt very Nigerian about all of what I was watching. Um, it's, and it's actually specifically Nigerian. And there's a way of, even, even the way the storytelling is, is told that I appreciate is, is specific to um, uh, Nigerian cinema. Like, I see some parallels with the way sometimes East 
Eastern Asian, I think that's that's what I can think of. Eastern Asian like cinema. Um, there's some things where it feels like, and incantations are part of them. There's some scenes where people are acting and it feels like they're just literally performing for the audience, right? It's either during an incantation or it's just, it's just, they're not looking at the person in, they're speaking to. They're almost doing this, what feels like a performance. And, and or maybe I would say ordinarily, this wouldn't work on any other type of film. It had to be this film where this is the style of the kind of story being told. So it reminds me of almost like if, if people used to watch Kung Fu, <laughs> people used to watch like uh, Bruce Lee movies back then, um, where sometimes the Bruce Lee would just be like doing like, and all of that. I literally just like 20 seconds doing that kind of thing, almost to the camera. It's like a bit of a performance, but it's like, um, it's it's almost like a hype of, of, of themselves. I didn't understand the Yoruba that I was saying, but that's sort of the same energy I got from this. It just felt very, um, the language felt, the, 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 the storytelling language felt very um, similar and, uh, and familiar with, with something I grew up uh, in childhood. So I really did appreciate um, a lot of that. Um, what else um, can, can I say? And, 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 and this is why, actually, um, I think not too long ago, we had a discussion on, um, not too long ago, we had a discussion on on um, whether what, what, uh, we could do something like RRR for, for um, if we did RRR, people wouldn't buy into it, right? And I think this is actually a good example of, yeah, of how we would, be okay with it well given the box office numbers anyway mm -hmm. we'll get into some of my we'll, we'll get into some of the issues later but um this has a specific type of, like that type of storytelling that i don't think you could do with other ones there are things that are very heightened um there are people who are like there's one time I can't remember who was crying. It was it the, the the man, yeah. Yeah, this man. I don't know, is a chief or something. Yeah, who's... the chief. His kids had just yeah. been killed. Yeah, that performance does not work in any other thing except for this kind of film. The things that are cheesy, even the like, um, the uh, subpar production effect is part of this sort of works towards the benefit of this film. It's like almost part of his charm. Um, the weird jump cuts when people are disappearing and all of that that just feels it felt like um it just felt like somebody took um our old type of storytelling and mm -hmm. brought it forward to to this right i don't i don't i don't i don't see as a knock i don't see all those you know when somebody's when something's appearing or disappearing and noticing all the cuts between i don't see that as a negative uh, or the the weird Eye effects on these are for me a uh, part of what makes this um, uh, part of the old Nigerian type of storytelling. Like, and it's what Inka, part of what Inka said, where she's like, yeah, not be ashamed of a certain kind of thing. This is what I mean. Like, so, like, when Indian people do their things and it's over the top and it's like, oh, that doesn't work in physics, this I feel maybe is our version of, 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 of of it uh it's certainly certainly part of it um so i think that's my biggest positive like even like things that i don't think normally 
would work in other films or things things that I would count as uh, negatives in other films, I just really thought helped the charm of this film. Um, so yeah, I that's that's I guess my positive. Um, I think we've done the rounds on positives. Uh, unfortunately, Spaces is messing up today, and um, a lot a couple of our speakers aren't able to get on. But um, given that, shall we shall we start with the things that we didn't particularly like as much? Um, we'll start with Fida. Um, do you want to start? All right, I'll start. Thank you. Um, not many things that I didn't like. Yes, we've spoken about CGI and the effects and all of that, but as um, you said, it's it's kind of like came with the territory. If if that's how I saw it, anyway, I felt like yeah, later on, um, our effects can get better. But that was the only thing. It's not like it's what made me not like the film, but it's kind of like okay, this could be better. Um, is there anything else? Because I'm that kind of person that doesn't see many negatives in movies unless people say it. But I think that's the only one that stood out for me. If I do remember, then I would raise up my hand. Thank you. Thanks, Vida. Thank um, yeah, uh, and just to reiterate, it's not like I don't think the effects could have been better. I just don't think it works against it for me. For my um, um, sort of consumption of it, it feels like it would be, it would be almost in line with complaining about with the physics of of like in RRR and that that Bollywood movie it would be on 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 that same line for me that's 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 how i feel about it um all right um sure that's that's fine elizabeth elizabeth that is your name <laughs> okay so um First, I mean, somebody said the, especially the VFX, please. I am, that's number one corporate. And I'll tell you why. So there's this old Yoruba movie, very old now. I must have seen it, 95, 96, 7. But I'm remembering it very well because there was a scene in there where they buried somebody alive and then the person's head was exposed. I'm using this particular example because I do not think using VFX for that scene was very necessary. They could have used VFX for the snake. Again, I have seen snake in Yoruba movies before that didn't weird me out like this. So that old Yoruba movie, I think it's Abokoku. I can't remember. I was about the teacher or something. But in that movie, she had been buried in my life. In fact, I remember that it was one of the selling points of that movie that time. Like if you buy one movie, like when they're advertising a movie just before another movie, I say, ah, look, they buried somebody alive. And then, you know, you're it's so intrigued you want to see so I've seen them do something like that before. So seeing how their head was twitching in the, in the fake sand, fake head twitching was really annoying me. Like I, that scene, I was like, get off, get off my screen right now. So, and, and I was, again, another thing is that, like I said, epic movies used to be a thing in the Yoruba movie industry because that was how they actually transitioned from stage in the 40s. So, so and they didn't really used to, I mean, VFX are normal because also all those times when you're watching Ludia and Abiga, sorry, you might not know those characters, when you see them doing cartations and throwing things, there was some form of something organic to it then that I didn't feel like it now with all these new special effects. So I think that took me out. So I didn't like it. So I don't support it. <laughs> Even if we say that it's something, I think it's something, I mean, I can forgive them for evil. I can't forgive it also because you're not forced. <laughs> it's been before. So yeah, 
that's one. Two, another thing is, um, I would say that some of the small details, now this is just really small, like when they were looking for a deer and, and, and I thought I saw a goat because my Anakre babe like me, I see bush meat all the time on game from hunters and that didn't look like any deer to me. That looked like a goat. So yeah, maybe they couldn't find a deer, they used a goat instead. What's other thing? Now I've seen this movie like some when it came out, so I probably don't remember the details, but the things that I remember is what I'm so and then yeah, this plot that it's, there's one one thing in the plot that didn't really that I didn't get, and I thought maybe I will get it on the second watch. Unfortunately, I didn't watch it again. Was um did Ogun uh, had his father-in-law set him up just like how his grandfather was set up? That is the aggression calling, and why that happened, I I didn't get it. And I don't know if I was confused myself, but that was one thing that was really nagging at me. Like, how did that happen? How did they use the detail? And then, now this may not be a badge, but it's also something that if Yoruba movies need to move with time, not maybe they need to also move with time or put in more care when they're when they're addressing moralities. One thing is for sure, Yoruba movies are often didactic. It's uh, it's their thing. It's it's part of their cinema. So I'm not going to say don't use the movie to preach because we really just move from oral storytelling, talking about it, which means what did you learn from it to going to stage, stage theaters and then switching to film. So, of course, that traditional storytelling isn't going to go anywhere anytime. And I, I do not have a problem with it. I think it can stay for as long. Like when you consider that's the Yoruba cinema. But one thing I do have a problem with is our sense of justice and um, morality. Again, you would, if you watch Yoruba movies often, you will notice that a lot. One of the popular movies we had um, in the 90s, I think it's Old Blue. Really big, mega big. That was Tadio Gidon's Old Blue. Even though that was like an anti-hero, I mean, they set stuff for like three parts where no need to go into the movie. But the point was that it was somebody who stole from people, even though it was against don't let's kill, don't let's not kill people, let's let's use the money for the poor. But I like that even at the end of the movie, it was even though you know it, it was at the end of the movie, it did one thing which is again in tandem with the Yoruba culture where addressing where death is better than shame. He killed himself and apologized for what he did, even though that's his own come up hands. But I felt like in this film there was really no point, no come up hands, nothing, you know. You know what? Because when I finished watching this, I know that my moral compass is not broken because I thought to myself that, hmm, do you know how this movie could have best ended? Uguntadi being king and Uguntadi being sorry he might just have to kill his grandfather who was wronged that is just as that is how this movie should have ended i don't know who was in the room and thought oh let's make the king of thieves who's been killing people i do get it he was wrong yes and i see how his own villain origin story works and then apart from the fact that yoruba movies another thing which is a yoruba movie culture is leaving the audience revealed towards the end to like the, like the end of the movie it's it's a huge yoruba cinematic world thing there is always a an audience reveal at the end you know so like ah, ah and you're putting two and two together it's something they do quite often i do not have a problem with it i even thought that it was very 
I thought the fights, you know, coming on without Ogunthari and Ageshukoli thing. I really like these guys. Like when he defeated the the deputy thief, I was like, again, we're good to go. Then, you know, they transported to another rock. I'm like, yeah, this is it, man. And then Ageshukoli was kill- was winning Ogunthari. I'm like, stand up, you fool. But what I did not expect is that that old going to the palace and this, that's, oh, here is my story, here is my song. I didn't like it. The cult, there is a way in cinema that you can, you know, be showing his origin, his villain origin story concurrently. But at the same time, Ogunta's time has come because here is the thing. Why did you make Ogunta's steal? They made him steal something else to bury him. Him coming out again could have been some sort of conspiracy, whatever thing to kill. Because the point is they needed somebody who could kill against Shikole. And I think it would have been the reveal would have been sweeter because this is actually the grandson. So whatever it is that Ageshukole was doing, right? So Ageshukole is no longer fighting for himself. The the throne should have gone to his lineage. He should have been king, but you cannot get a ghost to be king again. It's not it's not possible. And this guy has killed out of the people he wanted to rule over. These are your people, but you're killing them because they they did something to you. Yes, this is villain whatever we get you but it should be i thought it was going to be more poetic if his grandson now is not the one to kill him or maybe in some form like okay the true justice is that kingship should go to this ruling house what are they being killed or maybe i don't know now i'm writing another story who does not belong to the other but if i guess if they being king would mean that Ageshikole will have to disappear forever and then Ageshikole does not want to go. He just wants to keep killing. I don't know if you get my point. The point is, there is our moral compass shouldn't be this broken that somebody who was a villain gets to say, don't, don't steal, don't kill, okay? Yeah, this is, I'm out. I don't, I was, I was pissed. I'm like, ah, Kiloche, come back here. What do you mean you're out? To where? What's going to happen to you? Then what's going to happen to Obutadi that sacrificed himself unwittingly, unknowingly, went to steal, they made him steal, buried this guy, he went around killing your deputy, killing all the ghost thieves. Really, is the, is, 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 the, is, the, is, the, is the king of that town because he was the one who could get that done. He should be the king. He should have been rewarded with kingship, honestly, because out of all of you in that village, nobody could kill and they should call it for years and years. And this guy came, got himself buried, whatever, whatever. So that's another thing that I didn't like. I mean, I didn't even mind that they had that. Like, I'm, I'm already used to you people telling us this story by Mule. What, what did you learn? But in that instance, I'm like, Yoruba movies, please, we need to sit down and think about our moral compass. If, In fact, old movies used to do it in such a way that they will have you root for a villain, but they all, those villains will get to come up as, like I said, like in Owo Blue, like Owo went off himself because, you know, even though they couldn't, even though, in fact, they even made it such a way that the hands of the law already caught up with him, even though it covered the tracks, or, you know, somehow, it was, you know, the cut up with him. There's so many stories, but this new age Yoruba movie makers are lazy. No offense to you guys. You guys are good, but you're also lazy. It's laziness to not tie your story properly because the directors are doing their best. Everybody, actors doing their best. And then you've set up this world. You've got music, costume, poetry, everything going on. And then you're like, yeah, 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 to God be the glory. So anyways, that's it for me. Thank, Thank you. you. 
that I think I think that more that that end was our biggest. That was my biggest problem with it, and yeah, and, um, we'll, we'll talk get more. To when <laughs> done, I guess, but yes. Um, okay. All right, Good. So uh, I just want to say, Ogutade was not necessarily. Um, it wasn't. It wasn't. Was it called? It wasn't. It wasn't tricked. He chose to go, like, he couldn't, he didn't have enough time to go get there, there for his wife, like, and then he chose to go still. The person that was tricked was um, Ajeshukule. He was tricked. Oguntade was not tricked. That one, we, he chose to go do that of his own volition. It wasn't tricked. And then the mother wanted to save his life. So it, it, the narrator says, will the love of a mother save his life? Because they've already established in this world that even for petty stealing, remember what the narrator started, even for petty stealing, like one of the, it's the wrong of the, of the, of the kingdom. The, the, the thing that, want, that they wanted to correct in the movie is actually the wrong of the kingdom. The kingdom as a law, the, the, worst, the worst thing in that kingdom was stealing and the narrator goes even petty stealing and the very and um the the three the three chiefs that we see in the beginning what did they steal they stole bananas because they were hungry right they stole bananas because they were hungry and still because of that stealing of the bananas which is not what something they killed people's life for it so what they are saying is that the property of the banana is more important than the life of people that was the wrong that is that was very much beginning from the movie the movie is not about whether it's not it's not it's not uh how is it going to say what's the name of the guy of this of this author that has like the solo hero story it it seems like it it seems like a star wars because that was it was literally um, was literally written with the solo, the solo hero story. I've, I've forgotten the name of the writer that wrote like this is the solo hero story across the across the universe, across the world. It was it was I think wrong. That was not the that was not the solo um, hero story. We are seeing it in the style of the solo hero story. So because if it's a solo hero story, indeed, what what Ajekulek um, will become the king. But that's not the solo hero story. The the wrong of the movie. The thing that even led to um, Ajeshikole dying was the law itself. Was the law, was the law, was the systemic law itself. So in Kai's, actually more justice was, 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 was served in this movie than actually just one single person something. It's like, what, what? things So like, first of all, it seems like, um, he, what got him? Uh, it, it's not necessarily the, the law. law it's, but it's it was the someone using the law. Yes. 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 I'm saying. Yeah. 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 If 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 that wasn't a law in the beginning of like okay, just because they know they knew the law. The law was like oh, may I, the law was like oh, whenever anybody stole, no matter how petty it is, they would do that thing. They would bury somebody in the ground and then have the snake kill them. Uh-huh. Do, do you agree? So, yes i agree i agree i agree and again i agree i agree i'm not saying that the person that i'm not saying i'm not saying that so because the 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 chiefs wanted to have this other prince be the king but everybody supported um in the beginning right 
they used a they used a law that they already are aware of. Like if you stole anything, you will die. Now, if that law was not on the books, if you stole something, you might get some sort of punishment, but you might not have been killed. Right? And that's what Ajekule comes in the end and says that. And remember is what he said, what he was saying. He was saying, if if a if a man if if a man steals food, what do you think it is? He's hungry. You shouldn't kill him. Even if somebody does something bigger. So it's more of a systemic justice that doesn't necessarily just serve his own vengeance. Even though, yes, he kills a lot of people, serve his own vengeance. He's a villain. He's a bad guy. Whatever. I'm just saying that the law is not necessarily about he, what, what the justice in the end was not necessarily about a solo person's story. It was more of like the justice in the end should be a systematic change. Remember what he was talking about? The big thieves you don't kill. The big thief in the movie, in the story, were the chiefs that stole the, the crown from something. The chiefs never died. The chief never died. They used that, that law to, for their own benefit. For their own benefit, to continue their own pain, um, their own power. So it's not necessarily... Ajay Kuleg is, is um, wrong about, those, about, about the community. Comes on the community, it's like... Oh, this law is there, and this law is horrible. Oh, and this law led to my doom. Oh, right? oh, 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 sorry, sorry to interrupt, guys, but you, just, to, just, to, just to say, it is not just the law of the land that was wrong. Because if you said that the law was the problem, and they should call it being the one who meted out justice for so long, I mean, we're talking... 50, 60 minutes into this movie. That was all it was about. And then when he gave us the brief, now, there was a big reveal that it was wrong. That's one, too. And it was his grandson who had to conquer him. I don't think you do understand that. But you now end the story without an actual justice where his kingship that was stolen. Because this is not just talking about, oh, they stole my house. It is a kingship. It's about somebody ruling. Who's the actual ruler? Because if you look at the flip of it, he's actually the one ruling them now because he's ruling them in fear. They fear him. He's stealing from them. He's causing out. Because now they are allowing him rule in life. He's ruling them in death. But he's not ruling them in fear. That is the actual thing. And that is the, even though his medicine is on, you know, whatever um, form of um, justice to them, is the point is that just, justice is not just, oh, getting who wrong through. It's actually fixing the problem. So that why couldn't justice be getting rid of that stupid law and actually giving the kingship back to the person who deserved it. Whereas that means we just use Ubuntu for nothing now because they just used him and discarded him. There was really nothing there. Yeah, I, I, I think I had you finished your sex. I mean, do you even do your bad? You haven't done your bad, Inka. Uh, I don't know if you're on mute. Thank you. Either. All right. Um, since Cynthia, do you want to um tell, tell us, us your bad? Your bad. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, everyone has spoken about the ritual effect, so, yeah, let's leave that. So, the beginning of the movie started with, this is a story of bravery, vengeance, and justice. I don't think any of it happened. Well, but let me start with, <laughs> but let me start with um, the smartest. Um, first of all, I think 
they could not balance the spiritual powers. Okay, so um, let's look at the beginning. We had all the worshippers, um, Ifa, Wizard, Witches, Masquerade. They were behind the new king that they just coronated, yeah? Then, um, still a few minutes into this movie, um, I mean, again, again, Shigole and his people have started. Then the Ogun worshippers sent thunder to again, Shigole. And again, Shigole said something like, the God of thunder has a covenant with me. And I'm like, huh? Shabi, this God of thunder people, Ogun people, were behind this new king. How come none of the worshippers know that this same God of thunder had something with again, Shigole? So... Like this balancing of the spirit between these two people was somehow. Over when Tony Abraham attacked him too, when she went to meet him, the king's wife, and he neutralized her power. So I was like, okay, um, she's a witch. So maybe it's the Ogun that has something to do with him. Okay, since you have mentioned that the god of thunder made a covenant with him. But then again, we saw this big witch attack that had wizard um, witches. And in the narration, Shagun, I mean, they said all the spiritual forces. So I guess even the god of thunder, the ogun, the ocean, and everybody came together to attack against Shikoli. And this was the time that they were able to kill like two or more of his men. But this same against Shikoli was able to neutralize his power neutralized their power, all the spiritual forces power, and took him and took them in a sleep. And I'm like, who is the source of this guy's power? Okay. I mean, now it might not be as far as I was thinking Ogun. And now I'm thinking he has attacked all the spiritual forces. So is he Jehovah Jerry? <laughs> who is the source of this guy's power? Okay. Why did they why did all the spiritual force or all the Worshippers of the spiritual realm bless the new king, and none of the worshippers know anything about this Agenshikolo power. Okay, and where's this power coming from? Where's this power coming from? So I don't think um I don't think um yeah, I don't think I got any source of power. Someone said vengeance. Okay, but we're getting there. Now still on balancing the spiritual realm, I also felt like um this movie tried to bring in some things that I was supposed to understand or which was supposed to connect at the ending, but they failed to connect it. Okay, so um, this movie, someone came, nobody knew who this person is, and it was supposed to be one Ifa priest or something, Fai something. I tried felt that that guy was going to review um how Agen Shikole was getting his power. Okay, maybe it's vengeance. I thought he was going to reveal something. So he went to the Ifa priest and he was like, this man should go and consult the god of Ogun. So I'm back to the god of Ogun. And the king didn't do it. I don't know why. And when the king's son died by mistake during Agen Shikole attack, he went to cry to the witches and wizard. But and if our priest just ran to him a few minutes ago and told him that um, he has something and he thinks he should go and consult the god of Ogun, that never happened. The next thing was um, 
a scene of um, the father of Ibrahim Chata going to meet the god of Ogun. And then I thought maybe it was a king, it was the king people trying to consult this god, but that never happened anyways. His son died and he went back to the witches and wizards. He never met this god of Ogun. And I felt this god of Ogun has something significant in this movie because um, because um, Agenshigudo said they made a covenant and yeah, let's continue. Then we have Ogun Tade. Elizabeth wants to say something. Okay, Elizabeth, go on. <laughs> This I don't like that I have to be explaining things, but you're very right, Cynthia. But I also get the reason why you don't get it. So the um Oguntade consulting god of Ogun is because Oguntade is a is a hunter in the Yoruba mythology, the god of uh, I mean sorry, sorry, god of iron. Jeez, what's right? So, <laughs> so um the god of iron is the god of all hunters. That is who they worship. Because it's the god of hunters, um, the god of all the hunters, and also it's the god of iron. So the the Ogun Tari family, I mean the Ogun Badebe, as you can hear the Ogun thing, is that they are they worship their family god is the god of iron. I mean Ogun gives it away anyways. So yeah. then, so you you do you won't know that, and that's why you know I get I will be confusing for somebody who is not Yoruba speaking or who doesn't understand the Yoruba mythology. Um, also, when he said that he has a a um, whatever with the god of um, thunder, so that's just a poetic metaphor. Like, so you're attacking him. You're just saying that he has so much power that even the person who is with supplying you with power cannot hurt him so that was meant to be like a metaphor you know how people like i wouldn't say you're people necessary because nigerians actually speak in that manner where you say oh i can do this and you, and you refer to me or you think where your power starts is where my ends is where mine starts from so that was meant to be a metaphor so i do get that you, you got this literally yeah. literal. yeah so um elizabeth get his powers because i thought he got his powers from Ogo. Yeah, Elizabeth, I sorry for cutting. Elizabeth, I actually understood that Ogun Tade had something to do with God of Ogun because he was an hunter. And um, if you notice, the only person that could fight him physically was someone that was worshiping the God of Ogun. So I felt this God of Ogun was significant. And why would the Ifa priest that we did not know run to meet the king and say, go and consult the God of Ogun? And the king never did, but the person that went to fight against Shikole that made a progress was someone that worships the god of Ogun. So, I, yeah, it could be a metaphor, but I also think that there was something significant there that they could not connect for me. I don't know. Go ahead, Cynthia. Finish, finish. Finish, finish your bad. Okay, so we have Ibrahim Chata, Ogun Tade, and um, yes, I understand, like I said, I like um, Ari Yibi's character. She was perfect, she was hot, she was annoying. But really, I did not understand why the father went to seek the god of Ogun for something. Like, like um, I felt her bitterness was not strong enough <laughs> or was not convincing to me that they needed to rescue something. So I felt it was them trying to connect something with Ogun. 
in the movie, and that was the only way they could think they could connect it. But anyway, he went to the worshiper house, he met the god of Ogun, they told him he has to do something, he has seven days to do it. And even the seven days to do it, I don't know if it was the acting or if it was the way the story was told, but I was also not convinced that he really had to do this thing because that I, I wasn't convinced that this thing was that urgent. Okay. I wasn't convinced that this thing was that urgent that he had to steal. I wasn't convinced. So I don't know where the problem is from, if it was from the acting or the way the story was told. Then back to the mother. Okay, so um had it stole what is stole. He's supposed to face judgment. He's supposed to be in the king's court. I even thought that they were, they're going to lock him up and nobody will have access to him. But anyway, he had access. And the mother was like, um, the love of a mother. And I mean, we are talking about spiritual forces and she's bringing the love of a mother. And then she buried him. And throughout that time, I didn't know the spirits that she consulted that, that kept him alive. Okay? So I didn't know how he was able to survive the seven days burial. Like, I liked this thing because that was where I liked Peju's acting, where she carried the bow that have the oil and everything. But, like, there's so many spiritual forces in this movie and I'm trying to connect them. And she spoke about love of a mother. So maybe Ogun, since her son is a hunter, but they buried him. He woke up alive after seven days. What spiritual force is helping the mother? Because um, we have other women dressed in black and black. So it cannot just be the love of a mother. Okay? So they did not, like, explain this thing for me. I really wanted to know. I really wanted to connect all the spiritual forces. Then, well... Ogotane faced against Shikole, so a hunter. And even when he faced against Shikole, he measured the god of Ogun. And then, okay, yeah. Even when he faced against Shikole, he measured the god of Ogun. And I was like, we are back to this Ogun. So why did this king not go and consult the Ogun from the beginning? Why did they come with this Oguntade story of looking for Ogun, trying to connect something? So I felt like they had something they wanted to connect, but they could not connect it properly for me. Well, Oguntale went to attack this against Shikole. He called in the code of Ogun. He did his thing, he did his that and everything. And then um, during the attack, I, I didn't even know how, because in the narration, before the narration happened, Oguntale already knew that um, against Shikole is his relation. So I felt maybe when it entered him, or when Agishmele entered him, he felt the blood lineage because it was, he already knew that this was his great grandfather. So it was like, you don't know me, I know you. Then um, he entered him and later he started telling us with his mouth that, oh, my ancestors, forgive me. So I didn't, like, they didn't wait for me to see the narration, but well, he knew he was his great grandfather. And from the narration, we could see that again, Shikole was a prince. Okay? So I know you probably been arguing, and I'm going to still ask the question. I mean, that will make Oguntade royalty, right? And most of us watch Game of Thrones. And a lot of us are fans of Game of Thrones. And we are still not forgiving GOT for revealing something about Jon Snow. And it's never, or they never used it to do anything. 
that was the same thing that did with Ogunza Day, releasing that he probably has royalty and nothing happened. Okay. Uh-huh. Another thing was uh, okay. yeah. another thing was I felt like they had an opportunity to connect Oguntade faith to Agenshikole. Okay, like no one deceived Oguntade. And the way they presented the story of his wife, Peter I mean, she was just being a normal pepperdam wife. It it didn't, it didn't, like I, I'm saying it again, I did not get the urgency of of um of having to go and um meet the god of Ogun for something. I did not get the reason why he had to steal. Okay. So they had an opportunity to 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 look for another route of him being deceived so that we can connect, oh, the great grandfather was deceived and now his generation and his great grandson is deceived. So they had this opportunity, but I felt that or maybe they felt that they could use the Ariyib bitterness to come to it. But, oh, well, I will take it. Then, um, yes, so we are back to this Ifa priest and God of Ogun because the second time I had to rewatch it, I said I didn't like it the first time. So the second time I was willing to watch it and learn and try to connect what I could not connect the, second, the first time I watched it. So the second time we have these, again, she called Sorry, we have this again. She called it during the fight, narrating how he got into this condition or how they killed him. Okay, and in the narration, you can see that the chief worked with an Ifa priest. So we are seeing Ifa priest again. The chief worked with an Ifa priest, and they not deceived him to steal, and that's why, um, and that's why, um. He, he, he got he died and everything happened and then i remember that an ifar priest went to this king few minutes ago to say he should go and consult the god of ogun okay so i also felt like they had something to connect okay an ifar priest um was among the people that caused the death of um this again shikole guy his great great grandfather that made him die. So maybe something happened in the Ifa Oracle. And this Ifa Oracle was like, mm, let me go and meet the king to tell the king that um, you should go and meet um, the consult the god of Ogun because these people lineage, they worship the god of Ogun. Like I felt they had something to connect, but they were just like throwing it in and making me crack my head to connect all these things to understand the story. Okay. Then um then um in the past, um we have again Shikole as a good person. It was a good person. It was the deceit that made him reincarnate. So um, I won't even stress about his reincarnation because uh, people felt it was a ghost. But yeah, I, I think it was a ghost. I mean, Ibrahim um, chattered um, when Oguntade was buried, he was reborn. But at least we knew the body he was reborn into. I guess Shikole and his friend body on how they were born and everything was still confusing, but I'm not going to stress on it. But well, it was a good person and it incarnated to be an evil person. Very possible. But the story was supposed to give me a story of bravery, vengeance, and justice. And um, I didn't think he was brave. 
I think he was a coward because he had people he could have attacked. Okay, I didn't think he avenged his death, and I also did not think he brought justice. So let's say, so let me explain. One, um, when he was deceived, there were um chief, he was deceived by some chiefs, right? These king chiefs. Um, and um these they worked with Ifa priest that caused his death. But this man reincarnated and he didn't go for any of the generation. And and I don't know why people do not use generational curse in Nollywood because I mean if you go to any church in Nigeria, people are praying against generational curse. Okay, so <laughs> generational curse exists, and I would have expected that because these king chief people were the people that killed you, or, or they were the people that led you into um, stealing that led to your death, you reincarnating, you would have faced the generation of these people, or even the generation of the king. Why are you going around killing other people? And even the king's son that died in the movie, he died by mistake. Okay, it was not like he wanted to like go and kill. And when they even got to the king palace, this is like the ending of the movie. He pointed his his knife to Oguntade, and I'm like, "Oh, you came to avenge your death." Okay, so let's say he had all these powers from vengeance. You came to avenge your death, and in the king palace, this is the king. There's chief king, probably generation of people that led to your death. And you are talking and talking and talking and you want to point your knife in your own generation. Or you point your knife to your own generation. I, I didn't understand. Like, I didn't understand. I thought he came to avenge his death. Then I also felt it was not fit, like everyone has agreed. It wasn't fit to bring justice or to give morale, talking about people's tea because they are hungry. In fact, when he said that, I, I had to laugh. <laughs> I laughed because <laughs> I laughed because we spent minutes of watching him kill him because he was angry. I mean, he came from his death. He was angry. He killed. He still. He killed people, innocent people. He killed children. He took his slave. Even when they went to attack taxpayer money, and the person was like, "Oh, let's go on a blood raid," and he was like, "Oh, let's go on a blood raid." So he went around killing and stealing. He wasn't stealing because he was hungry. So why are you telling the king that when people steal, it's because they are hungry? Guy, you stole because you were angry, okay? And so it was not like the right person to give any morale. And he didn't bring any justice because, I mean, he ignored, he ignored the whole generation. He ignored the whole generation of the people that put him in that situation. So I don't know if this was really a story about bravery vengeance and justice like i said it had a very good display of yoruba culture but they promised me something else and i didn't get it and when shegunarize ended it with like i do not know when they asked him guys like again shikole or if again shikole is going to come back i was like i did not know why he, I, um, I did not know when he will come back or i did not know why he will come back but he will come back when injustice prevailed i feel like slapping him <laughs> <laughs> I like slapping him because there was really no vengeance. There was no bravery. I mean, if you were brave, you would go for the people that attack you, but you were going for villagers. There was no bravery and there was no justice. So, yeah, I think that's all I have for my dislike.
Uh, yeah, I just want to follow up with him stealing. Even the stealing that actually got him killed was not him stealing because he was hungry, right? Granted, he was set up, but he yeah. did steal because he wanted to cinch the throne. So it was really rich from him to go, when people steal, they're hungry. Yeah, yes, because like not not from your experience, my good sir. Like, you, when have you ever stolen because you were hungry? Yeah, I mean, like it it could be the case, but like that wasn't shown to us that he understood that people were stealing because they were hungry. Yeah, because uh, even from before he was killed and all that, he had mentioned the law, right? When they asked him to steal, he'd never shown any you know, like resistance to the law or distaste for the law. It was just really this killing for stealing thing is only a problem to him now because they did it to him. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Fida, you wanted to say something? Yes, please. Hi. Um, Listening to everybody speak, it, it reminded me of certain things that stood out to me. I know for a fact that with the whole movie, with certain scenes such as um, Femi Adebayo's character car- um, swallowing um, Latif Adedimeji's character, to him neutralizing um, Tony, Tony Abraham's um, powers, to him neutralizing all the powers of the spirits, all of these situations were adding like fuel to the anger of me as an audience. Do you get what I'm saying? So I was like, oh my God, like, what is going to stop this guy? What is going to make this guy die if all these spirits are under his command now? Because that's a serious thing. So for me, I think that the build-up was while they when they buried the hunter character. Sorry, I don't know the names. So they when they buried him, when the mom did that, I was like, okay, this is finally what is going to be the thing that links this guy to you know taking down the king of thieves another thing that came up to me was how that storyline was similar to um the storyline of the king of thieves and it just brings back generational the way Cynthia said generational curses you could also even have like all these patterns that you replay because what the odds that he also had to steal a goat for his wife that one that Mm. part i didn't understand as well i was like that is it incidental that this situation is repeating itself to the point where they accused the same guy or his great-grandson for stealing but coming back to the after burying him after he was buried and after he was reborn and after he had power i was just looking forward to a real bloody scene where i feel like all these people that have died all the spirits that were taken captive we feel something about it so i'm echoing what people have said i just felt like that was the only big letdown for me because i just was looking for something so gory like you know because of all the pain that we'd accumulated as part of being the villagers you know so i didn't feel like i got that and i also felt like the whole thing about him entering him i i could feel my heart deflate when he was like oh i'm so sorry that you're my family member i was like oh that's the end like that is it so that's where they lost me but overall i was okay thank you no thanks um uh get so much thoughts to to go around um mrs do you you have more more things you want bads you wanted to say um honestly i i would have forgiven most of yeah i feel like this is one of those ones i would have forgiven a lot if the story had landed and uh, i'm not saying it didn't land there was point a point b point c 
But that ending, I don't know how many defenses Oyinka has for it, was so morally reprehensible, right? The fact that this was the character they had deliver this moral lesson, right? This reprimand, this, you know, y'all are horrible, awful people and you should be better. And then tell us that he'll be back when there is injustice. Sir, you are the injustice, right? Poster boy. You are poster boy for injustice. It's like, it's thinking, um, it's giving, let's say your city has terrorist attacks, right? And they keep coming and keep killing people and, you know, messing things up. And then they finally tell you that three generations ago, right? Your forefather pissed off my forefather, did something awful to my forefather, obviously, right? And this is a, this is to tell you people that you shouldn't do that bad thing. I'm sorry, how are you going to receive that? Yeah, like, gonna... this person was committing acts of terrorism. He was terrorizing that village. It's giving Putin vibes. It's, <laughs> he was terrorizing that village. He came and there was this scene where the tax scene, right? That was one of the most abhorrent things. The tax scene, you see them, you know, they're shaking, they're quaking, and his people are just giddy. And they're saying, oh, let's kill one of these people in your honor with like this, this shit-eating grin of happiness to do a murder. And he's like, yes, do it. And then they're like, let's go shed blood in this town. And it's, I get you saying this man is coming for vengeance, right? But if you look at this in context, the only people he needed to take vengeance against, considering he was characterized as this good person that was beloved before he was murdered, were literally the chiefs who betrayed him, right? The people who betrayed him, their generation, if they were targeted, it would make all of the sense. But before he died, it was shown and told us that he was loved right? We see the scene where this woman refuses to serve water, even insults her husband's guest because he wants to usurp him, usurp this other guy. That's how much they loved him, right? The villagers were in no control of that murder for execution for stealing law, right? They were all subject to it. They mourned him. They cried while he was being buried alive, wept. And he comes back how many years later, to murder their generations and take them into slavery for something they were also victims of. That was reprehensible. And to have that guy as the hero of the story, right? The one who, they're not giving us this as a villain who gets away with it, right? That's different. I can live with that. They're giving us this guy as, he's the one telling you, oh, this thing is wrong. You people have been doing and everybody nods. And, and it's like, fuck off, right? And also as a side note, he says like these people who, I don't know, took the took your kingdom and put it to um oh, what's the word? I can't remember how we used this yeah, but basically said they they messed up the kingdom, right? That kingdom was flourishing when we get introduced to it, by the way. We're introduced to it at this other guy's coronation and it was flourishing. It was his emergence that sent that kingdom to shit. I just thought I should point that out. So that whole the way they tied up that story ruined everything for me hmm. story-wise the way it tied up ruined the whole story for me from beginning to end well yeah because 
uh, it, it, that's because like most of it is it's everything is leading up to the end, yes. isn't it? Right? Because like it, it's not like uh, you can it's not like there's too much other things in the middle that aren't part of this. There's no other B story to yeah. um, attach to or anything. This is um, yeah. So I understand why that that happens. Um, that affected your your whole view of story. To be honest, I'm I'm more of the same. Um, I'm 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 surprised. Uh, well, not surprised, but like I'm grateful of all the things I had to say <laughs> about the 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 positives about the movie, and I hundred percent stand by all of that. Like again, this is this is a movie that I think on to its because of the way it is. I can't even fault like weird editing or shoddy graphics to it because like i feel like it is part of that charm for me um what i what i just can't stand is that that ending um um let me talk about some smaller things before we reach there uh first things first i don't we don't need drone shots for these it takes me out of it it's like it's just completely antithetical to the other style so like if i can praise like even if I can, if I can say like part of the shoddy, shoddy, it's not shoddy. I I want to call it almost cheesy um, editing and like um, um, the 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 effects. If if I can like like all of that, if if that can be part of 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 what makes it charming for me, I think it's fine for me to go. I the drone shot is is. Uh, kind of the things that take me out because it feels like oh you've left that you've left that sort of cinematic language that I'm used to, and for to no real gain I'm because like it's a different frame rate it looks like it has just a different look as well um, so there was that um, I think once in a while the the color grading was changing in between scenes which not too big a deal some your usual issues with sound whatever all right um one of my main issues with it, this is a film i think i tried watching three times i mean like i i watched it three times in parts to complete this to make a whole and a couple of things i was wondering like why is this film just not um why is this film just not clicking with me uh, all of these names i can't remember <laughs> People keep on mentioning names and kudos to all of you. Um, my the way my brain operates, and I'm not saying that you know this is this is it for how it is for everyone, but the way my brain operates, like I can't remember all of the names that I, I usually don't remember names anyway. Um, I'm not that good with, with names from films, but but this one, like I just did the entered the nully data credits for all of this, so I've just been looking at the credits and I can't remember almost any names. Um, I guess some of it are because they're not um, more popular names that I'm accustomed to. So there's, there's a, I don't know what that means in terms of anybody else's consumption, but there's things like that. Uh, there, in, in terms of the understanding, the film throws a lot of um, small things here and there like that, that come up to, that add up to like being like loose threads which don't sit, which um, throw me off the whole understanding of this. Like, I think Cynthia mentioned, um, Cynthia mentioned a couple. Um, um, Fida actually mentioned this thing about 
um, the hunt, the 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 lead hunter, the best hunter guy who who is caught stealing a goat just like he was um, to. And I, I I don't know whether he's from his blood lineage. He says from his blood lineage, mm-hmm. but is he really? Because he said his, I can't remember. He said his great grandfather used to tell stories of him. It's always it's small things like this that I don't understand. Because like, I I I don't actually till till today right now I don't know what the relationship between, um um, that that the headhunter and. The King of Thieves. I I don't know what their actual relationship is. Um, I just I'm just gonna take it that they're related by blood. Um, but it's weird that they put that in there, and it not really sure what I I don't know I don't know why. Um, to be honest, um, there are also there's the way this movie d- handles exposition that it really um. I, I don't understand. Well, it's part of our normal that Tales by Moonlight storytelling, but it works for Tales by Moonlight because Tales by Moonlight is like 10 minutes long or whatever, right? This is like an hour and 40 minutes. Uh, expositing upon expositing little things sort of tends to um, make, well, not be as captivating or is the reason I think why I lost attention sometimes. I'll give you an example. So for sometimes, um, um, I think it was when Tony went to fight the witch, the, the witch went to fight um, uh, King of Thieves. And, and he said, uh, um, he said something like, I have now absorbed your power and, Something like that. He yeah. just he just does us like what has happened, and I'm like, okay. Uh, there's a lot of things like that 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 happen where it's almost like I'm reading somebody narrating what is going on instead of like you just showing me um, what's going on. Uh, it happens. Even there are just like little throwaway lines where, uh, again, like during the flashback, I think somebody says, "Oh, is it not?" Um, is it not um, this guy that have you forgotten that we bribed this other people? There's just people always throwing away other stories or, or expositing other stories, and it's okay in in some it's okay in some measure. But like this this film does it a lot. Even the king being a good person, we just that's just exposited. People just keep on telling you, like narrating to you what is going on and at that point it starts resem- starts resembling a novel more than a film and again like this is something that for tales by moonlight would work better because tales by moonlight is 10 minutes um i think this is one of the reasons why i just couldn't again it, it took me three times i know like everybody is not like me and some people would have related to this differently but just the way it it, it um handled um of exposition I wasn't a big fan of. And then that that's combined with um 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 that moral at uh, that moral thing at the end. It's just it's just I there's no rescuing for me for because of that story. That that because like the whole movie is is leading up to the end. It's like it reminds me of like something like seven pounds. Something like seven pounds is a movie where you don't know what's going on and 
at the end of the movie, it ties you by telling you the reason why you are watching all you are watching, right? If that ending doesn't work for you, you can't like any of Seven Pounds. You, you just can't. Like, if it falls flat for you, it it won't work for you. The, the whole movie won't work for you. And that's why, like, King of Thieves, as much as there's some things, I guess uh, I, I appreciate about some of the keeping in theme with a certain type of cinematic language. I imagine if you uh, if you understand Yoruba law, you probably like this more um, as well because it does... Uh, Maybe there's a certain part of it that a certain itch it scratches. I think some of the subtitling maybe was probably didn't do any of the Yoruba justice, um, which led me to like in 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 that translation when the hunter and the king of thieves were interacting, um, he the hunter both called him. Um, uh, I think called him his father. He called him his grandfather, and he also said his grand grandfather used to speak about him. Like I'm like, boy, which which one are you? Yeah, I'm like. I'm sure this makes sense in in, in in it probably makes sense in Europe, but like the way I was hearing it, it just wasn't doing it for me. Um, but yeah, that's that's some of some of my pushback. All right, uh, so we've got the film from Deter. Please go ahead. Um, I think this is this is going to be some pushback against some of our likes, but like uh, from what I've heard, you like this. Please um, tell us your your general thoughts. Okay, so I'm a very, very, very huge fan of this film. Like, it, I think it's one of my favorite cinema experiences this year. I actually saw it in theaters and I enjoyed it. I think it's my favorite Nollywood film of 2022. Of course, it's not without fault. I think I'll start with the dislikes because I think I have more likes than dislikes. So I think one of my major dislikes is the visual effects, which I know that Nollywood isn't, isn't there, there yet. The whole, I think there was a the scene with bees and everything. It just looked very fake. So I can I can admit that. I can also admit that I would have preferred it without a narrator. So you know, just go head into the story, not the whole Shegu and Rize. I think that some of all these um, some of all these films, I don't know why they always have to do that. It reminds me of Invasion eighteen ninety seven, that there was some. Like, it was, like, a story told in, like, a, a traditional ethic story told, like, by contemporary people. And I was just like, is this really necessary? It just had the same vibe like that. So I think those those two. Um, then I also believe that whilst Femi Adebayo was good, I don't know. I feel like there could have been a better, like, because I, I, I felt like Femi, uh, I'm sorry, Odunlade and Toy, they, they acted better. But I think he was still good. So I think those are the only things that I, I maybe do not like about it. I think, the, I, um, I think one of the major things I liked, I'm going to my likes, I think it was the use of music was probably one of the best we've seen in Hollywood. And I'm not even, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not joking. I think it was one of the best. Like, if you, you can go back and listen to that soundtrack, I, I left the cinema asking Omo, like, who are the people in, like, that did music and everything? It was really, really good. That's one of the best uses of music I've seen in Nollywood in, in a very, very long time. I also, so I know that people have this pushback about the story, but I don't know. I see this story as sort of like an origin story as to why this character 
was like this. I, I don't know. I've just never seen it as, because I know that's a major pushback. I've never seen it as justifying, oh, he was in the right at the end of the day. I don't think so. I think when we do origin stories about certain characters and what they do, um, I don't want to mention some films because people say, why well, I, I, like, I'm comparing this film to like, these, these other films that are really, really good. But the origin stories about villains or, you know, they, they try and like take you into the mind of the character or they try and explain why these characters act why, like act why they do. Like it's trying to tell them that they're not just, it's not just that, like they're just killing for no reason. And even whilst the killing is wrong, this is why. Yes, the motivation might not be as strong enough, but I don't think I ever went in like supporting, I don't know how to pronounce it, so I'm a butcher the name. I'm Kole. I, I don't know how to pronounce it. But um, I never, I never um for once said okay what he did was okay. But I wanted to understand his reasons and his motivations for this. And I also do not agree that the the reveal was like too late into the end. I think it was built up nice. I I personally believe it was built up nice. Because we saw all these things and we're like, yo, what, like, what's really happened, and all of that. And I also really enjoyed Tony Abraham's acting. I think this is the only Tony role that I've enjoyed because I, I, I don't really, I believe that um, the character she played plays generally. I, I don't think I am the target audience, but for the first time, I actually enjoyed. You know, another thing I really appreciated is. Um, when I watch a lot of Yoruba films, the few I've watched, okay, so when I watch the few Yoruba films I watch, like, the subtitles are never really the best, but I think the subtitles here were really good because I'm not a native speaker. I have to rely on the subtitles, and I did not notice, like, errors. I didn't notice any errors. Like, I could fully understand what was going on. And King of Thieves also had, like, very, very good supporting actors, Ibrahim Chata, I believe that's his name. I think that was a star for me. He and his wife, they acted very, very well. I think you cannot, like the acting performances were very strong. Even the normal villagers, the, um, the Wakapas people, they acted very well and they embodied their roles. And I believe that it was, I believe it was a good film. I personally enjoyed it. I do not agree that it is defending, like, is defending the actions of of um, of this this person. I believe as in I believe that saying it's defending the actions of this person. It's kind of like saying that okay, it feels like King of Boys are, are, are trying to defend any or last alarm or something like that. I, I, I personally do not agree that films that sort of put the villains in the forefront and I, I, I do not believe that that is what he was trying to do. Um, uh, I I want to push back on this Eniola Salami versus this guy comparison. Um, Eniola Salami was never presented to us as the moral. Yes, as a moral, as a moral. Eniola Salami was presented as a person, and uh, you've me- <laughs> you've actually mentioned like my favorite Nollywood character in recent times. And that's because she was a person. She was a mob boss. She was ruthless, but she was also a mother. 
she still did some and she did some kind things and even in the kind things she did there was like hints of evil to it as well oh, right? it was for her selfish yeah, exactly there was for selfish games but also like you know when that woman's um daughter's boyfriend impregnated her and disappeared she's like what do you want <laughs> do you want a marriage or do you want him to disappear mm. you get what i mean Anela Salami was never an angel. She was. It was never. Oh, if you guys hadn't done this to me, we know she had a rough childhood, but she made her choices on how she was going to pull herself out of it. It was never a. Oh, woe is me. The reason I am so bad is because. Oh, mm -mm, no. We saw her. She was a villain. She did her thing. It was fine. But we could root for her because she was an interesting <laughs> character, right? Um, this guy, on the other hand, I don't understand this talk of the film never put him as a um he, he delivered like, a monologue the at the end see i'm perfectly fine right with him going on a reign of terror the people you know trying to figure out how to stop him and then them hitting that discovery that this is the reason why he has been reincarnated he has come back you know to Re, 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 to take out his vengeance on the village for how they wronged him and then they're like oh shit all right this is what happened and then them still figuring out how to defeat this learning from their past mistakes and moving forward right i'm perfectly fine with that what i'm not fine with is all of that and then him being the one to go you know y'all are doing terrible things if someone steals don't kill them sir you were literally killing for pleasure three minutes ago if when he's delivering that lecture right when we get to that closing bit and shego arenze's character goes oh he's um wherever but he will return, return wherever there is injustice you're literally you're literally, literally a fighter of justice yes the film that is your justice fighter he will return where there is injustice they tell us he's returning to perpetrate the injustice unless that's what you think it's like he's missing out on the injustice and he's going to show up and join you is he is held up as okay. yes he is <laughs> All right, so TFR, TFR, go on. I'm sure you have stuff to respond to that. And then we'll just send him the list. But uh, the film Ram Detail, we're calling you TFR because. Yes, yeah, call me TFR. Call me TFR. It's easier to. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I can understand why you would like. So I think I, okay, now that you've said it, I agree with your distinction with um, between Eniola and um and Femi Adebayo's character. I I I think I can now I can I can draw the distinction but I I don't know. I enjoyed the movie and I that's okay. As it, maybe I, should, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Right. Uh, um Cynthia, did you have uh, any other things you want to say? Oh yeah, I just wanted to say that I like the narration. <laughs> like maybe Ishegu Arise narration did not work for a lot of people, but um I felt his narration helped me. Yeah, I don't understand you, but I had to read subtitle. But I felt his narration helped me in like understanding who the god of Ogun was, who the god of Ocean was. Um, when the witches attack, it told me the spiritual forces combined together. So I felt I needed 
his narration. Me personally needed his narration. Needed his narration. Then um, I don't understand how it's an origin story because the story already started with this is a story of bravery, vengeance, and justice. So before you avenge something, it means that something has happened. So it it's being an origin story is something I will not agree with. Yes. Uh, uh, understandable. I, I actually, so I feel two ways about Shagan Rinze's narration. Uh, I like the, um, I actually like it on paper because again, it goes with, it goes with what I feel is the soul of the type of storytelling it was going with. Um, like that tills by moonlight type thing. Um, my problem with it is Shagun's actual voice acting of it is is so cartoonish. I mean, I mean, like, and and this is a film where I've said like I there's a cheesiness in this that I I don't mind, and I think actually works to the cohesiveness of it. But like, there's a there's a way he does it that it really is. I feel I. <laughs> I don't know how it just feels even over the top, even for for me who is giving that as um, as an excuse. I I don't think the acting of it was was the best, uh, but okay. All right, uh, Elizabeth. Okay, so before we continue on, um, I was also going to say one thing about the narration. So I think the narration uh, because of the non-speaking Yoruba people, and I think that because we've been going to shoot at the cinemas, so it, it makes sense that they resorted to narration. And again, narration is also something that is brought forward <laughs> from theater. They used to do that, like um, when they used to go show them, do a lot of shows in the, in the UK or um but anyways, it was something they used, especially in epic movies. So I think they did that with Shango, that would be 2000, or Dujua. I remember they having, you know, narration in those movies. So when I started, I first thought, you know, throw back to epic movie, epic stage. But then I see, like, when seeing classes, so I see it now that people, you know, I don't even mind that I was storytelling. So you go into it, like, okay, this is a myth or whatever. But that will, it will come back. That was uh, nobody asked for that part. Um, also, what I wanted to say is, uh, but, but I wanted to talk about um, the the end. I know that we've had so much to say about this end. Yeah, I think Mrs. mentioned something about Oba's character in King of Birds. I hope to go that. Can I let that manage to get that woman to get her own I don't know. Actually, is not in compass. I don't know, but that's that's just me, whatever. <laughs> but I want to say something here that they, this movie missed an opportunity to tie the story, the stories, the fate of the hunters together properly and deliver a solid ending to this movie. This this, this is the problem that I have with this movie. And it also this also happens because Yoruba movies style is them leaving the audience reveal towards the end during the third hour. It's something we do all the time. And when, you're, when you do that, if you're not careful, you're going to miss out so many things. Even yourself, you lose the plot, which 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 was what happened with this movie. It's, it's either that or they've resorted back to their usual, the wife is bad because she nags 
things on paper because usually if you watch your grammar movies, especially the ones on YouTube, that's what you're going to get all the time. Bad ref, bad ref, she can't cook, she nags. But anyways, that's it for me. Hey, no, thanks, uh, Elizabeth. Don't forget you can actually rate this on uh, Noddy Data. Um, it's it's one of the tweets pinned on the, on the space. Um, I think we've generally gone around. We're, we're going to do a summary in a bit, but before we even do that, I just wanted to make an announcement for uh, for before next Sunday. We're doing the big one. Uh, Netflix is dropping um, Collision Course uh, there. I'm gonna just say six to Netflix original, but I, I haven't really thought about it. Uh, uh, so that's going to be, uh, I guess, that's probably going to be a decent decided one. Um, do watch it, do come on early. But before we even do that, on Friday, we are going to be um, having a discussion with some of the um, filmmakers from the the Raz Guy. And uh, they they listened to uh, our stuff and they, they wanted to come ask questions. They wanted you to come um, probe them. They wanted to just discuss the Raz Guy in general. I think that's going to be a fun conversation to have. That sounds like a lot of time. So if you get a chance to watch the Raz Guy again, or um, if you just want to just talk about it, or if you just want to listen, if you want to ask questions, um, they have very magnanimously offered their heads on the plate. I mean, offered to come <laughs> to come and just like uh, ask ask us questions. Uh, uh, sorry, answer our questions and just have a discussion with us. Um, we, it's going to be interesting to learn what was um, what what was on the page or what was the um, idea versus what like you know ended up on screen that kind of thing. So I think that's going to be a lot of fun. So look out for that on Friday. Um, Friday evening. Um, and, but but next Sunday is the big one. All right. So so uh, our summaries. What do we generally think of um, um, King of Thieves? We we're going to start with TFR. TFR, please go ahead. TFR, are you there? Sorry, I was having some audio problems. Um, my summary is that it's a good film. I don't care what Mr. C says. <laughs> but yes, I think it's a good film. I think it's a good film and I really enjoyed it. And I enjoyed it. Like I said, it's one of my favorite films, Nollywood films of the year 2022. And I know people say that's not really a hard, um, that's not really a high bar because the films have not really been good. But I believe that this film was a good film and I really enjoyed watching it. And I did not feel like I wasted my money going to the cinema. This is the first non-English Nollywood film I'm watching in the cinema. And I, I don't know, I took a risk and I, I believe it paid off for me. So yeah. Um, I am I'm happy for you. I, I think if if you if you watch it in cinema, if you get to watch it even on TV, I think it looks better to be honest. Um, I, I've seen it. I was saying before you came on, I've seen it three three times on three different so on um, three different um, sort of uh, screens, and uh, the cinema I saw in Nigeria was 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 the worst version of this, um, and uh, even in sound stuff. Um, so uh, watch it again if you get a chance. If for someone who liked it, um, all right, uh, Fida, um, please give us um, tell us what to. Thanks for being our our, our host as well. Uh, we know we three in that, but 
Give us your yeah. journal. <laughs> no problem. Um, I enjoyed the movie. I really did. I enjoyed the storyline. Um, no, not the storyline. I enjoyed different elements that made it something that I could say that I'm going to watch again and sit down with. So I would recommend it to people. So yeah, that's what I would say. Thanks, Fido. Uh, all right, Elizabeth, uh, can you give us your summary? Uh, this, this was an enjoyable movie overall. I enjoyed the experience watching it. I mean, yeah, I had a third act, but you can't leave the seats. <laughs> I would recommend it to, to anyone. Thank you. All right, thanks, Elizabeth. Uh, uh, Cynthia, do you uh, give us your, your summary of um, the King? Yes. Yeah, so I think it's a good movie with good display of Yoruba culture and without food, which if there was food, it would have been complete. <laughs> if there was food, it would have been complete. And I think, uh, yeah, a good display of Yoruba culture um, without a very strong story, I think that they missed an opportunity of connecting the Ifa priest and the god of Ogun, and also an opportunity of connecting Agen Shikole and Ogun Tade. Will I recommend it? Yes, because um, as I said, all my friends liked it. I was the only witch in the group. <laughs> I was the only witch in the group. So I'm going to tell them that, yeah, I mean, people liked it. I watched it. I felt it was okay, but I didn't really enjoy it. But please watch it. Do not use my my opinion. All right, thanks, Cynthia. Uh, Mr. C. Um, I think I think there were some strong performances. Um, I think minus the wonky CGI, I think it looked good in terms of costume sets, all of that stuff. Um, I I did not like the path the story decided to tow and that colored my viewing experience however i would recommend it if you don't mind immoral heroes um yeah this is a difficult one for me because like usually i think sometimes i've said i'm biased to like filmmaking and this is one where I'm, it's not the filmmaking I have a problem with it. Like I'm one, I think I'm the only person here who doesn't even have a problem with the CG. Um, the the sort of it's not like I'm saying the CG is great. I, I acknowledge what they are, but I, it doesn't take away from my experience um, at all. Um, but there there is something about the 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 way the story is told the the reliance on exposition um, that didn't that made it very difficult to give it my full and attention um, and it took a few took a few watches for me uh, for this for this to for this to click also don't particularly like other people have said not a fan of the the end the moral the moral thing, but like I, I guess if it were, if if that were even fine, I might not even have loved it. Just because, like emotionally, it I just wasn't as attached to this as 
as uh, a bunch of people have been. So I am Cynthia, I am the wizard to your witch. Uh, I didn't, it just didn't click with me um, for for those those reasons. But but I get why, I do really get why other people enjoyed it, especially, uh, you know, like uh, TFR is, isn't uh, Yoruba speaking, but like I can, um, I get really why uh, my Yoruba people would, 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 you know, uh, click with this but yeah all right so this it was generally fun to um see some things but yeah not not quite for me but recommend to others just recommend general because it's just one of the few films that, yeah that yeah they've certainly put in effort, effort and they've tried yeah. and i feel like they told the story they wanted to tell um i think they they did they must have <laughs> Um, so uh, I just don't like it. Um, but yeah, that's the general gist. But um, thanks for everybody who's uh, listened to us. Don't forget on Friday, we are going to be doing this really uh, interesting discussion with some of the filmmakers of The Rask Guy. Uh, the Rask Guy also uh, available on Naughty Data to uh, review and rate um, as is King of Thieves. Uh Please, if you if you are able to, if you haven't already, register as an audience member, and uh, it's just a couple of clicks, um, you'll be done. And uh, just give it a give it a rating so we can see uh, what you think of it. All right, um, and uh, until then, I guess we'll see you guys on Friday. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye bye. Thanks for listening to the episode. If you enjoyed listening and would like to join live. Just follow us on Twitter at Iroko Critic and join us every Sunday, 6 p.m. West African time on our spaces.